Hey everybody, it's John Gabriel Tatios. In today's episode, we did something different. Elise has a story that is personal to her and her community in the improv world that relates to racism. And it's really hard to kind of find the words to speak about these stories, especially when they're so personal. So uh, while you're listening, understand that uh, it's kind of hard to talk about for many reasons. And uh, sit back, enjoy. That's it. I think that's. <clears throat> I said enjoy in that last part. If you want to enjoy, if you want to, you have a choice to enjoy or not. Okay, I just want to. Uh, if you are gonna enjoy, do it. If you're not gonna enjoy, that's cool. That's fine. Like that's your prerogative too. Just wanted to hit home. Hello. John, wake up. What's up? Are you ready for some fuck shit or no, or no, not right now? Yeah, I woke up ready for fuck shit. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Another episode. <laughs> the Elise and John joke. <laughs> We got a hot one today, folks. Well, like the notorious Christopher Wallace once said. If you don't know, now you know, nigga. (laughs) And I got a story to tell. Yes. Boom. On today's special episode, we have a new segment called What the Fuck Shit? What the Fuck Shit? All right. I'm listening. Tell us the story. Okay, so there I live in, usually, I'm temporarily in Miami, Florida, but I live in Sarasota, Florida, and I've been doing improv there for, we'll call it maybe four years, and I've talked before about how it is primarily white um, cast. We we do happen to have a very diverse cast, not so much in background and race and ethnicity, but more in age differences Um, we have a lot of women on the cast. I think maybe even more women than men. Uh, we have, uh, different political backgrounds, right? Wow. Yeah. We have, we have a lot of diversity on the cast, just not necessarily race, ethnicity, culture, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. So that means that I am typically one of the very few, if not the only people uh, that is a BIPOC, any, one of the only BIPOC folk in the room, other than, of course, Will Luera, who is our director. We have a phenomenal, like, just improv. When things were up and running, we had a great improv life in terms of, like, all of the things that we were able to do all day long. And there was just a lot of opportunity for performing and teaching there. Um, Love it. Also, this this lack of racial, ethnic, cultural diversity applies to the student base, right? Yeah. Just also Sarasota is a primarily white town. Um, mm. There is quite a large uh, Latino and black community there. But mm-hmm. in terms of the theater scene, it's not often there. We do have a really great um, a really great theater called the West Coast Black Theater Troupe. And they are... What? Yeah, they're amazing. Um, they're really pretty phenomenal and they put up some great productions um, but outside of there, I don't get to interact a lot with BIPOC folk in the theater world. Yeah. So I have felt 
a lot of ways about just the way that I feel in the room often when it comes to rehearsal spaces and whatnot. And I didn't really have a lot of words for that. And I didn't really have a lot of understanding of exactly how I felt until 2020 comes around and we're all, you know, we just happen to be doing the work we should have been fucking doing for a really long time. Yeah. Great. So cut to this week. And um, I'm on Facebook, which I, I don't usually peruse Facebook for shits and yeah. giggles. I go yeah. on it because of improv. That's the only yeah. reason I'm on Facebook is because of the improv community. Mm-hmm. And um, I stumble upon one cast member's post. Oh, let's go. Here we go. Shirt's coming off. It's getting hot. <laughs> John is Y'all. literally unbuttoning his shirt. Yeah, um, I turned the heat up too much. It's, uh, but I'm <laughs> that also, was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also fucking already activated. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. so the, there's one cast member. This is a white presenting woman who is half white, half Brazilian. and uh, But she is 100% white presenting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and... She does on Facebook, I think weekly or something like that, she does uh, impersonation shows, right? Where she's impersonated different, um, I guess, media figures. She's done like Cher and she's done a bunch of things like that. Mm -hmm. But the reason I stopped, I don't really usually watch them because I'm not on here and I don't really, honestly, it's not something that I do when I'm on the weekends where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on Facebook and just like peruse. But I stopped because... I recognize that she's looking like she's impersonating Meghan Markle during the Oprah interview. Okay. So I'm like, bump the brakes. <laughs> Hold up. Yep. And I press play. And indeed. For those listening right now, if you don't know about or what or who Meghan Markle and the recent mm-hmm. stuff with the royal family, pause this quick Google do it. wiki search right now. But yep. know that it's very important to know that Meghan Markle is a black woman mm-hmm. biracial black woman yeah so i stop i watch and the video is her impersonating megan markle in a punch down kind of way yeah for example uh she would say th- like she was making it seem like megan markle was trying to produce the interview to make it more uh to make it seem like she was more like it was more dramatic, you know, to kind of paint her story, produce it in a way that is manipulative almost. Hmm. Um, There was just a lot of patriarchy infused in it. There were moments where people were asking, oh yeah, so part of the story, the show is that, um, you know, she's impersonating the person and then people in the comments uh, get to ask questions, right? To the person that she's impersonating. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, there was racism, there was misogyny, it was just, it wasn't, the I mean. The comments I, were coming yep. directly in response to. Mm-hmm. And then she would respond to the questions, right? So like one of the questions were, um, who is the Gale to your Oprah? And she's. Asking Meghan Markle. Yeah. Who's asking the Gale like, to your Oprah. Yeah. And then uh, she's like, well, I don't really understand how women can be friends because I see women as competition. Yeah. Things like this yeah. where I'm like. That's not what we're trying to do. Are you a secret agent for the patriarchy? Like, show me your show me your identification, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's very harmful, and undermines the fuck out of Meghan Markle. It's it was just harmful in general. It was making mm-hmm. it was it was making her look just two dimensional. It was not even addressing 
all of the like in a positive light in any way any of the issues that were actually discussed in the interview and the purpose for that interview um mm. it was just infuriating and then mm -hmm. the one i i stopped watching because i saw a comment that said just how large is one of the questions just how large is oprah winfrey wow and i was wow. like all right at this point i already know what's going on here i do not need to keep watching this i'm getting upset and yeah. again i should i should clarify i'm not someone who easily gets upset or you know like affected by fuck shit at this point yeah. as much which i should be right like this is this is a problem it's like the right. normalization of this stuff but i don't get like i'm like whatever this lady isn't like uh, when things like this happen i'm like this person's ignorant to what they're doing and i'm not gonna i'm i i am not i don't have the time yeah. to be the person to argue with you right but this really just got me like i got really upset and um I was talking to one of my friends, one of my white friends, and I say to her, I'm just really like upset about this video that I saw today. And she's like, what video? She's also on the cast of FST Improv. And she goes and she looks at it and she writes back to me. She's like, I already messaged her. I'm like, thank you. Thank you, white, white person. Yep. Thank yep. you. For... Thank you, white woman. Thank you, white woman. And, um, and, and I told her, I was like, listen, I... Hmm. I don't feel like I need to be messaging this woman right now. Like, I'm a BIPOC woman. I don't need to be dealing with this. This is not my job. Like, fuck this. Yeah. Then, later on in the day, my friend... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before you get to this next segment, because mm -hmm. it's going to move ahead. At this moment, is it okay if we give this person a name? Like, a fake name? I don't know. I'm mm -hmm. thinking of... Uh... Why do the work? It's already done for us. The name is going to be Karen. Okay. All right. Well... Cast it as Karen. Karen. Yes. Karen. Lovely. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so my friend writes a message to Karen and says, hey, look, I'm letting you know as a friend that this video is inappropriate. White women should never impersonate black women. We should not be making fun of an interview where this woman came out about racism and mental health and was specifically talking about suicide. Like, we just yeah. can't do this. <laughs> yeah. And so late the day passes. I'm thinking about it most of the day. And I'm, like, trying not to think about it most of the day because I'm like, this is robbery. Like, this is my time. <laughs> like, stop robbing my time from me. Right. Yeah. And so my friend later texts me and she says she wrote and she said that Karen wrote back to her saying, We're, I think we can disagree on this. And please remember that, uh, you know, I'm half white, but half Brazilian. OK. Yeah. Any other things that we need to know? Like, I don't know. Only you can prevent forest fires. What <laughs> kind of things? It's just like, what? So what? once my friend tells me this, I came, I, I hit a point of realization that I think is a very important thing to talk about, which is I had a moment where I realized I was making this about me, mm. where I was like, I'm mad, I'm BIPOC, I shouldn't have to do this, but mm -hmm. no, 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 I needed to step up for black women. This was not about yeah. me, right? Yeah. As much as I love the black community and I always want to support and be an ally, even though that word is to me, I feel like pointless, like you're just supposed to be that, right? Yeah. But yeah. Um, 
in that moment, I was like, no, no, this is not about me. Right. I was like, I do need to say something because I am somebody who's out here preaching all the time. Like people need to speak up and be active about shit like this. If it's in front of you, yeah. you do it. Yeah. And especially in relationship to speaking up and protecting and defending and, and hearing mm-hmm. black women, mm-hmm. especially, yeah. especially black women. We don't, we don't need to, we don't have to ask black women for permission to go and defend and speak up on behalf of them. You know, we don't have to wait for them to say, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, Elise, like time. Yeah. No, this is not about you. Right. Like, and then, and then I was like, all right, I, I'm, I am going to, in fact, cause at that point, once I made that realization, then I got the energy. I was like, oh, I do. Yeah. I got plenty of time for this shit. Let's go. Yeah. Moving so, with a purpose. Karen, we coming. <laughs> so I just write to her. Hey, Karen, please consider removing your impersonation of Mer- Meghan Markle. It is harmful to the black community and to BIPOC women at large. Period. Pretty clear cut. Pretty simple. And she writes back to me. Hey, um, that's not what I intended. I will take what you're saying. I hope all is well. No surprises there. Yeah, that's where it ended. So So then the video comes down. Now the video has been removed. Yes. Her her show, Karen's show. Yes, Karen's show. Sorry for hitting of, my drawer. I'm, I'm like it's fidgety because okay. the story. <laughs> <laughs> Karen's show of Meghan Markle is removed. Let's pause for a second. I would like to talk about the period that John is giving us the timeout sign, just in case. Time for everybody. Um, I want to talk about the moment where she received the message from my friend. Okay. Yep. Yep. Why? Why did it take me to message her again and her not say we're going to disagree on this for her to actually make some sort of action is my first question. Yeah. And, and here's, here's another thing I want to make clear in terms of sharing the story. Yeah. I'm not sharing the story about this woman who's, you know, about Karen. This is not, I'm not talking about Karen. I'm talking about what Karen represents. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about if let's say let's take Karen and let's make her a prototype, which she is. Right. Like, that's why we're calling her Karen. Let's say yeah. Karen's around the world. Right. I need to understand what is it that made the first message that came through from another white woman mm-hmm. less valuable than my message that came through. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's, it's a very simple question. And the next question is, do you disagree with me and you're just not telling me because I am BIPOC and you don't want to look racist? Like, because the evidence would suggest that is the case. There's absolutely (laughs) nothing else to kind of. What's the difference between my friend messaging you and telling you this is harmful and me telling you this is harmful. I just, these are the things that I want to understand. And I, and I would Mm -hmm. like for white people to pay attention to right in those moments, it was a knee jerk. I disagree with the first one. And then with me, it's like, I'll take the note. Right. Right. So my friend didn't use the exact language that I used. Right. I said specifically, this is harmful. But when my friend brought this up, like, Instead of saying, hey, we're going to disagree on this, why not say, 
can you, can we talk about this so that I could get a better understanding about where you're coming from? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. the perspective is, I'll give a perfect example. Lately, recently, and John and I have talked before about um, how John has make improvise, uh, make improv more black. There's a Facebook group that John created called Make Improv More Black. Um, talk about that group a little bit and the purpose of it. I just was tired of improv, not having <laughs> black people and outside yeah. of improv. But uh, it was like, oh, maybe I just, we just said it. It was just like a mission statement. Like mm-hmm. I just was in the theater and I was like, oh, why don't we just make a post? Like everything I do is like, mm-hmm. I have this emotional, visceral reaction to something, mm-hmm. say it out loud. And then I go, fuck it, <laughs> type something on social media. And then boom, bing. I was going to make it a Facebook group anyway, but sometimes you just kind of throw a thing up and if people ask for you to do that, then you go, okay, then that's a pretty, that's a pretty worthwhile idea. So it's a place for, for black improvisers to come together and just talk about whatever, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Perfect. So John it's a lot I, of fun in there. A lot of fun. I'm if sure you're white, of it. missing out. I mean, not black. Sorry. Yeah. Sweet. I'm sure of it. It is a great time. Um, so, so John and I, John and I have talked previously about, um, how the Latinx representation in improv is scarce, right? Yeah. So, um, so we talked about, Hey, maybe I should make like a sister group or something like that for make improv more Latinx, Latino, Latino, or whatever name we, uh, we have come to agree upon in terms of what represents the Latin community. And the first thing I said to myself was, I need to make sure that me making a group like this doesn't feel like me saying Hispanic lives matter. And that's exactly what I told John. Like, I am not trying to at all pull focus and make this about us. Right. I am trying to instead say, hey, we support you. And we also are, we're going to start making this about representation as well. So what did I do, people? I called John and I said, John, can you ask how they would feel? If they, the black members of the black, make improv more black Facebook group. Exactly. How would they feel if a sister group, right? We'll call it sister group for now because that was, that was my intention, right? Okay. Yeah. So, but intention is different than impact. So Mm. my intention was, I want to make a sister group so that it's in support of you and we support each other. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. In support of you, black improvisers and in support of Latino improvisers. Mm Mm-hmm. So John and I talked about it. John put a message in there. And specifically, we said, if one person, just one, mm-hmm. feels harm or feels uneasy about this, we will change the name. We will make it completely different. Yeah. What are your opinions? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's as easy as, you know, just like, it's a standard. You go to the group. You say, hey, community of a certain community, in this case, Black Improv community what what do y'all feel about xyz yeah and then listen and apply that it's so easy it's like you do that when you host catering you go hey does anyone have any allergies to food because i don't want right. to kill you i have intentions to feed you i'm gonna feed you good yeah i, I want you to you. eat good i want you mm-hmm. to enjoy the shrimp however <laughs> yes if yes. you can't eat the shrimp then i will get you a lobster whatever yeah, or, or maybe not, not a shell item. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it isn't lobster and you're still there and alive and kicking, yeah. 
so no. ultimately, so so what came from that, right, was yeah. that there was enough conversation and enough kind of like, hmm, let's think about this for us to be like, let's just completely change the fucking name. Like, it does not have to be the same thing. No. Right? No. Um, no and no. that... That's, you say that to illustrate a very simple principle that yes. you live by, I live by. Mm-hmm. Most by, most BIPOC live by, right? You listen to the community in which you're collaborating with or yeah. working with or addressing... Yeah. Yes. You just listen to it. So here's all of that is to say, Hmm. if you have been notified once that what you're doing might be harmful, why not take a moment immediately, just like you would do in a relationship with your partner, right? If your partner comes up to you and say, hey, you hurt my feelings. I'm not going to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm going to be like, wait a minute. I don't want to hurt your feelings. What did Uh I do? Please, like, tell me so that I don't do this again. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. It's not, but I really want it to be this in this moment, right? So you're getting in the way of that. Yeah. So that's that's my first pause in this story. Like, what made Mm. her not take down that video the first time? Or not even consider it, at least. Stop it for for a second and and pause. Yeah. Either have a conversation or ask for clarity or whatever. This is between two white women, so by all means, do the work. (laughs) Yeah. Please. So the video comes down after after I messaged her. But then the next day, the video comes back up. The next day, it goes back up. It goes back up. And it's still all there. It's not edited. It doesn't seem to be edited. Or I didn't go. I didn't go through there. it to know if it was edited or not. But um, it definitely went back up with all its comments. So here's the last piece of this. Oh. Now, I'll just say this a little bit. I'll, I'll say another small uh, storyline and then we'll go into the discussion of what this has made me think of. But that video came back up. Then later on, at some point, the video came back down. So we don't know what happened in that point. But then later on, the video came back up. Wow. And now, the wow. video is down again. No, what the fuck? So that's three... <sighs> Three times that she took it down. Three times. I don't know if this is a Facebook like, and I and and yes, people, I did go onto her page oh, a couple shit. of times to check if it was still there. That's how I knew that it was coming back down and up. I went yeah. on because I wanted to know how this was like, what was going to happen. Yeah, what any what anybody would do. Yes, and if you claim that you're not doing things like this, bullshit. Um, Sad. <laughs> you should be getting yeah. research done. Yes, exactly. So. Um, Three total times it went up and down. Great. I don't know if this is a Facebook algorithm that didn't let me maybe see it. Doesn't even matter. Three is crazy. Three. If if that's the case, if she did take the video down thrice, okay. Yeah. Um, then I don't know what I don't know what the fuck this is all about. The point is, she put it back up after I, the second time after after I even after she took it down after I talked to her whatever yes yes so here here's here's wild. here's my question for all of this and this is where uh, this is what inspired me to be like john we need a podcast episode yeah <laughs> um what do this was on her personal facebook page i just want everybody to know that john is down for business right now he literally just licked the tip of his pen and he's writing notes I got some things I don't want to forget to get to. I got some. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, actually, you I'm know what? Now that you're around. saying that, now that you're saying yeah. that, 
before I get into a conversation, why don't you give me a reflection so far about what's happened for you? Okay. All right. Wonderful. Main takeaways so far were you really just want to step up and say, hey, we need to protect black women at all Mm -hmm. costs. And this is what really this is all about. Um, And their reaction is what made you feel like, ah, this is bigger than just her, really. It's a bigger issue. Yeah, it's way bigger than than her. And it Mm -hmm. is... There are so many pieces to this, like it, the way all of the yeah. things that it made me think of are things that I think are going to be so relevant to us when the pandemic is over, because mm-hmm. this woman is the epitome of how it's going to be di- like the reason it's going to be difficult to truly be anti-racist and to truly be feminist and protect women and black women and BIPOC women is white, soft-spoken reasonable sounding women Boom. and and this woman is Boom. white soft-spoken she's nice nice she's not she's not uh you know very she's not polarizing right mm-hmm. she's not breaking into the capital and rioting right she's mild manner because that's easy that's easy to 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 fight up to fight back right yeah, we yeah, got a bunch of Trump supporters even that were like, "Oh no, we can't, we can't riot in the Capitol," right? right? However, what are we gonna do about the soft-spoken, reasonable, kind of like progressive, maybe? Even yeah, pro- yeah. Who knows? Oof. I don't know what her political affiliation is, but but you know, a woman who has some sort of she 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 says she's half Brazilian. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixed cultures fantastic come on in we're here to celebrate that however i will say that she is half brazilian she's 100 percent white presenting i a bipoc woman who screams from the rooftops that i'm cuban who will do anything i possibly can to have representation and to empower people and to make sure that i'm doing my work i can't i'm not allowed to do that video either no it's blackface yeah, it's basically blackface, which makes me say, if Meghan Markle was darker, would you mm-hmm. have done this video? And what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yes, we're raising these questions because you're right. It is That's a great point. It is dangerous uh, to allow folks who are mild-mannered, seem well, seem progressive, mm-hmm. to... It isn't just that an event happened or a mistake happened or... You know, they fucked up because that's going to happen. It's and that's fine. The way we respond to their yes. mistake is dangerous. It's yes. dangerous. This yes. is what's holding a lot of stuff back. People are not mm-hmm. saying, hey, Karen's stop answering or, or making decisions for community X. Like, <laughs> let them lead and do what yeah. they need to do. Or, hey, Karen, stop appropriating. And then when we say stop doing that, just stop, though. Like don't don't yeah. do the back and forth. Like mm-hmm. actually stop. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and again, like it, it's important what you were saying just now is so important because I'm like, I don't expect white people to be woke just naturally because they have been groomed their entire yeah. life for centuries and decades yes. and freaking lives. Yes. To not understand this shit for this shit to all be foreign to them, I get yeah. that. I get that. However. Yeah. 
if you and, and I and you know what I'll even put it on me I am a Cuban American that grew up in Miami there's so much racism and homophobia in the Cuban some of the in a big chunk of the Cuban American community especially in Miami do you think that was not ingrained in me as a child? Okay, but there's called there's something called growth and understanding and keeping your eyes open and empathy. And the moment that something presents itself that tells you, hey, what you're thinking you're doing is harmful or might be wrong, you got to stop and be like, hmm, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I don't know everything on this fucking planet. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's right. So... That yeah. is what happened with that. It is currently down the last time I checked. Hmm. I also want to let people know that this is hard to talk about because there's people in this store we, we can't name. Mm -hmm. And there's other factors to this that you all are not getting. So mm -hmm. this is the distilled version of what it is like when people do call out harm and wrong. Yep. And, and this is... This is the response. So there's so much more to this that we can't say, but but yeah. And yep. sp and speaking of that, John asked me before we did this podcast today, do you want to name Karen? And I said no. And he said why? And I frankly, I have reasons, but I don't have very clear reasons other than I'm fucking protecting white fragility. Right? Yeah. Like, I I know part. Yeah. I I can't really articulate exactly what it is that's making me uncomfortable, but yeah. Definitely, like even talk, even thinking about right now potentially saying her name, my heart starts to pound. Yeah, and I'm a badass bitch, folks. I will fucking, <laughs> I I am a hard. I'm I'm hard. All right, I'm fucking cool. I'm dope. Yeah. I'm. A, I grew up in Miami. Like, yeah. And something about this makes me fearful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Sarah Ahmed, who I love to quote all the time, Sarah mm -hmm. Ahmed, scholar, uh, academic, has a blog, and one of her, one of the many pieces is the is this essay that talks about the problem of perception. The one who perceives the problem now becomes the problem. Yeah, and oh, so for sure. It, yeah. This is a scenario in which Elise could just say, all right, well, I'm going to name names, mm -hmm. you know? And now once that happens, culture just automatically says, wow, come on. Did you have to do that? Like now <sighs> she's going to be looked at as a racist. and all. <sighs> I mean, and honestly. Oh, she's half Brazilian, Elise. Yeah. Wow. And and honestly, most the people that are in my community are going to know exactly who I'm talking about. But um, but culture, but culture, like yes, as, exactly. As it stands worldwide, mm -hmm. and especially with capitalism and the sort of like ooh weird complex that we have to authority, where we fucking just yep uh, accept wrong information, and also we don't want to address wrong information because of this. Mm -hmm. This exactly, and this only does the most dangerous thing, which we're all afraid of, and we don't want, was is which is that it perpetuates white supremacy. It perpetuates mm -hmm. white supremacy. It actually gives it a little boost, a little like a little turbo boost. It might even give it the star power in Mario Kart. Honestly. Oh my gosh, I like, was just thinking Mario Kart group mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, white supremacy. Oh, right, like you me. hit Yoshi with white supremacy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And meanwhile, everybody's throwing everything at the star power, like white nothing. <laughs> because everybody takes all of the shift and the focus from the situation to the person, in this case, at least. That's yeah. what happens in our brain. And it's yeah. true. We see it happen, play yeah. out. And we need to, that's what I felt like the heart of this is. And I don't even know, like, part of me, like, that, I don't know if it's, if it's right or if it's part of the condition of 
the effects of white supremacy but like part of me is like again like what i just described earlier like she's not somebody who goes online and says i hate bipoc right 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 she's a nice person i've had conversations with her basic conversations with her and so i'm like i'm that's why i said in the beginning of this of this conversation like I am not try- out here talking about this specific Karen. I'm out here talking about this whole, what this small little event, right? Mm-hmm. Have made me think of and threw me into the bra- into the freaking depths of all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and just, that's what this does. It, 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 it raises the question right. when a Karen does that, yeah. the community then is faced with the question. Yeah. Well, and not only do you want to call it out, but do you want to continue in white fragility? Yeah. Being, a, a legitimate thing that we're going to honor, right? Yeah. Like we're going to honor white mm-hmm. fragility. We're going to let it happen. We understand it's there. We're going to prepare for it. And the question we need to ask is, do we though? We can acknowledge it now. When people start to prepare, like how am I going to convince this white person to not lynch yeah. a black person? Yeah. You're like, wow, do we have to think about how to... <laughs> And, and and we're also thinking about the consequences, right? Like, I, I am the yeah. one that feels charged with, well, what's going to happen if I call out a castmate on my podcast? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, yeah. and and this is, this is, and I'm the one that's dealing with those consequences because yeah. people are going to be like, oh, gosh, now, now, now we got to deal with this, right? Mm-hmm. But also, like, another reason why I wanted to talk about it on the show is because, this happened on her personal Facebook page. You can write what the hell you want to write on your Facebook page, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. However, we and and this we now have to go into when the pandemic's over, we're all going to be back in a rehearsal space and I might end up in a fucking scene with her where we're two dogs or two fleas sitting on a dog's head and now I got to mm-hmm. talk to her about I don't know what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. This happens on her personal Facebook page. So we improv community you know, this is a rhetorical kind of rhetorical question. Like, mm-hmm. what do we do now where we have these situations, especially after the last year where we're all going to come back into a, into a space? And this did not happen in the rehearsal room. Mm-hmm. However, did a bunch of other white improvisers in my community like this video and comment about how amazing it was? Oh, yes. So that now we're feeling, yeah, now we're feeling how her one choice can have collateral damage beyond even where we can tell fully. You can't even see all of the other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, yeah, it is about protecting black women. This is now the after after effects of this. Like, when addressing it, now we've got collateral. I don't even know if that's the definition of collateral, yeah, but, that is but I, I'm very proud of myself for <laughs> taking a risk. So, that's <laughs> bad. The only uh, yeah. reason I have an an intimate understanding of collateral is because of law school. Otherwise, I would have no idea what collateral. That's right. <laughs> come, come collateral. Yeah. I don't know, man. Silica. Uh, I'm trying not to do bits because I want to maintain the, <laughs> you know, all the theory around it, and and I want to also be mindful that I'm not trying to present the case to justify. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anything that we have done that you have done you know bipoc anybody who's called out someone for being wrong i, I want to be mindful that this is this is everybody everybody goes through the same sort of process damn mm-hmm. do i call them out it is hard 
where, what are my risks? What, you know, oh, what are the, what about, you know, my relationships with certain people? All of these things come into legitimate question. And it, it sucks because none of them matter. You know, mm-hmm. none of them matter relative to the bigger issue at hand. The bigger issue, which is why would someone feel it is okay in 2021 yeah. to put two blackface, especially a black woman? And why would a community think that that's okay as well? Think it's funny. It's so funny. Oh my God. Right. It's hilarious. You know? Yeah. And it makes me think of also like uh, in 2020, especially when when, every, when we really started to have that resurgence of social justice and, and the murder of George Floyd made everybody be like, oh shit, we should, we, we, why have we put aside racism? And people started losing their jobs because of things that they had posted online, right? Celebrities yeah. lost, you know, um, gigs or lost ads or kind of sponsorships. People within yeah. companies, presidents, a bunch, like a bunch of CEOs, things like this started to happen because of things that did not happen in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. But happen on the internet. Mm-hmm. So if we're now talking about the improv room, right? Which again, and um, I was in- The improv room. That's yeah. going to be our, our rumor and gossip page. <laughs> the improv room. It's not the yeah. shade room. It's the improv we're, room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, now that this has happened outside of the improv room, what are we going to mm-hmm. do when we get back inside of the improv room? And And you mentioned also that you said it's all about protecting black women, but- what if there isn't any, there aren't any black women in the room mm-hmm. when I'm back in my improv room? So are they going to be like, well, we don't need to address this right now. Mm, that is a legit question you have. Yeah. Yes. Because they have the power to say that historically. And, and yeah. it would make sense. But, so, you know, and I know yeah. the answer to that. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. That's it. That's That's the story. Those are the... That's what I wanted to say today. Wow. And I would like everybody to know, I know I always talk about how scary this podcast is for me in general, but I'm still sitting here. My heart is pumping, telling the story, knowing that it's going to go out. Everybody's going to hear it. I might get some messages. Who was it? Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, um, uh, that's just, again, that's just sad. That's just sad. What? world that we're living in where you can't you can't even speak out against that thing because you feel like that person's f- fragility is worth more mm-hmm. you know if and the status quo is things. worth more also right because yeah me do, like people and and again like this is me doing this in within the improv community is small potatoes okay what about the big potatoes in the re- in the world when it comes to yeah to workspaces and yeah. actual people's livelihoods, right? Like, yeah. even though, yes, improv is part of my livelihood, but like... <sighs> no, the, the, the risks aren't the same. Yeah. Because because the corporate America is corporate America and we don't have legal shit around improv. Yeah. Like, people could just get fired from a improv team mm-hmm. and they couldn't turn around and sue. You know, people... Right. <laughs> Right, you know? exactly. So it's it's a little different in that regard, but it, it it there's you know make no mistake about it. We're not we're not foolish in thinking that even though it's a small scale, it is just as important. Mm-hmm. We know we know that the whole strategy is to make things local. So you take your ideas of wanting this world to be better. You have to make it extremely local to your world. 
Yeah. You have to. It's just, then that's what this is. And it's such, like, it's so important for us to, even, let's say it is like in this low stakes kind of environment where it's just, you know, we'll call it just improv. Um, if I can't do this in a small space, like in, in a low stakes space, how the fuck am I going to go out and actually make change in the world? Yes. That is, yeah, we can't figure it out here. Well, yeah. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is it. Yeah, if, if this is not the community that can be a, an example of how a community can work through stuff, yeah. I don't know another one that can. I really don't. I really don't. And it's, yeah, it's sad because the hesitation is not, <laughs> the hesitation I want to speak out against and name a Karen and all that is, is met with legitimate concern because mm-hmm. in cases where people do speak out, they get killed. They get exactly things happen. So our hesitation is not out of some weird, like random, you know, sure. irrational fear. Sure, it is real. It's real, real. Wow. Yeah, it's scary. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to process. And there isn't there isn't space for BIPOC folks to carry this every day. You know, like there isn't, we just don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. So, so if anything, this is, I love it because as we're like unraveling things in our community that are like always projects to work on in terms of making it a community. that A safe, safe community, right? Yeah, this is it. We had to at some point address one of the many elephants. And this elephant is white fragility. And it's all, and also progressive whiteness and how mm-hmm. that can be harmful. And we, we're we not going to, we might move tiny steps, but we're not going to move levels if we don't have people feeling confident or having the agency to want to yeah. have brave conversations. We have a culture right now where those brave conversations are, no, no thank you. And I have, I have some white friends who have told me, um, you know, I really, I, I really want to find the language to be able to to speak up in these moments. I'm like, no, no, mm-hmm. no. You try. Yeah. Just try. So, we'll we'll fix yeah. it as you go. But you got you got <laughs> yeah. to make a move, even if you don't know how to do it. Yeah. That's like me saying yeah. I don't know how to walk, so I'm not going to take the first step. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know I mean? In addition to all of it, the majority of y'all white folks have been posting and resharing a lot of fucking social justice, you know, uh, memes and things since June. Uh, I would think mm-hmm. at some point we need to put these things into practice. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. just, just kind of, now's the time, y'all. Now's the time. <laughs> when? Now. Get it. <laughs> I, I, and, and I, and I'm just, and I, and my heart goes out to, um, it's just sad because a lot of BIPOC folks spend their life, BIPOC people, they find themselves in a space in their lifetime constantly having to navigate between what is good for them, what's good for their community racially versus mm-hmm. what's going to protect them and protect their community. There's always a negotiation going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at a certain point, we can't do that. And I think this is it. And I, yeah. Enough. Enough is enough. People have been tired. And the men in Sarasota gets even more diverse, like the population of Sarasota. Yeah. It's going to be even more of a problem because there's so many more Karens. It's going to happen. Sarasota's going to become more diverse. 
same with all of America. You look at the statistics. It's not going to be long. Yeah. Before. So buckle up. But uh, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't go back. <laughs> I, I can't go back to the old way. I, I don't want to. Yeah, which which makes me look forward to the moment where we all are back in the improv room. Because mm. we can't go back to the old way, and now we'll Not see. We'll see what's yeah. up. But I'll tell yeah. you what. I'll tell you what, suckers. <laughs> you keep fucking around, become a podcast episode. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Yeah, you heard it here first. I really like what you said about um, that you were having a conversation with Jill. You told me you were having a conversation with Jill mm. about, yes, this is community. This is like, you can do this on your Facebook page, but you're part of community. Like you're part of a community. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about like um, when Jill started doing improv, a lot of people who did it years ago got into it. And most of them did the training with the idea of this is an art and you're perfecting your art and your skill and your craft. Mm-hmm. 100% makes sense. And it's just, we, you know, we also need to acknowledge that while though it is art, it does require working with other people. Yeah, for More sure. More often than not, you have to work with other people in this art form. And it, that needs to be addressed. So guess what? It's 2021. And if we need to acknowledge that this art works with people, well, we got to also acknowledge that there's a lot of history. I mean, the whole point of doing improv is to work with other people. Yeah, yeah. To play. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's that simple. So we have to take care of each other in community. Yes. That's it. And so as we do try to fight against a lot of these oppressive systems and structures that are, because that's what big fight is. This is about a culture shift. This is a mindset shift. This needs to change. And the way that we we change the improv culture around boundaries and, you know, discussions yeah. before doing shows about like what you're comfortable what you're not comfortable doing mm-hmm. that shouldn't be weird or scary to talk about but like do me a favor if you're an improv teacher right now go ahead and just have a boundaries discussion before your next class and if you are feeling yes. calm and confident the whole time you're having it then fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. this is not a comfy yeah. conversation <laughs> it is yeah. ha- it's hard but um even though things are hard and scary we still do them and we I, th- I think it's important that we talk about that right now because we're shedding a light on something that, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, doesn't doesn't get talked about often. And I want to credit MN Fairplay, Minnesota Fairplay, uh, .org. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the timeout came from. Um, yes. Just want to shut Good. Out. So I'm glad you brought that up because this, like, talking about this makes me makes me say. Has and also the last couple of days have made me wonder, like, okay. What do I do? <laughs> like, we're using timeouts, but like, then what? Right. So it, it's it's like, let's say let's say that this Meghan Markle impersonation happened in the improv room. Right. Mm-hmm. And I call in it the timeout. improv room, in yes. the improv room, not yes. the Facebook group. That's not like the Facebook. shade room. Right. The fa- uh, yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So in the improv room, like now we're all in person cut to hopefully in a few months, we're all in person, vaccinated, mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Meghan Markle impersonation happens there. Yeah. And I call, hey, time out. I feel like this yeah. is harmful. Yeah. And then Karen says, 
but this is comedy. Like we're supposed to, we're, we're supposed to be able to touch on the things that are happening right now. Yeah. What will you do, teacher, leader, in that moment to be anti-racist and take care of the people that are being harmed? Like that's really, mm-hmm. that's the language that I think we, as an improv community specifically, need to start getting down. Yeah. We're all talking about doing timeouts, but what happens? What's step four? Right. Not just step one. Right. Yeah. That's an important question. And I and I I hope we get we get to that place where step four is not that hard. But Mm-mm. right now it is hard. It is very hard. Um where step four is just the bare minimum. It's not it's not just the bare minimum. It's the it's the regular order of business. Yes. And nobody has to be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, do you pay people their paychecks? Cool. Great. That's kind of just the regular order of business. Do you pay your light bill? Yep. That's the regular order of business. Do you replace the toilet paper in the bathroom for people to go use? Yep. That's the regular order of business. Yeah. Are you anti-racist? Yep. That's the order of business. Yep. Because right now we are entertaining the counter argument when white people say, ooh, but uh, we're entertaining that. We're allowing that. Mm-hmm. That's why would you allow? Would you ever allow if you have a child right now? Let's say you're a parent and <laughs> anybody, anybody, don't matter, anybody smacks your child. Yep, there's no it, conversation. They tell you it's an accident. I didn't mean, you yeah. know, but your kid is like, bust, don't matter, mm-hmm. right? Like the person who hit your kid should say, I'm sorry, I know I wasn't my attention, but man, let me help out. How can I? But that's exactly why I wanted to make my message very short to her. And that was, consider taking this down. This is harmful. Period. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a conversation about comedy. This is not a conversation about, you know, maybe we should just do different kind of comedy. This is not a conversation about anything else but what it actually is. Mm. Yep. 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 Don't be no podcast episode. You ain't coming back from that. <laughs> that is not the press you want. All press is good press. Mm-hmm. Until you fuck around, become an episode. Yeah. Release John show. That is not good press. You don't want that smoke. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. It is, I guess, what am I feeling? I'm feeling that, like, <laughs> what are we doing now? You know, this is ridiculous. It's sad. You have people falsely incarcerated. You have people... It's just crazy. What a world. And we've been shouting it forever. We're still shouting it. And it's just, no, we're going to keep on shouting, though. We're not going to stop. Because what what exactly are people holding on to? Like, when this woman, when this woman's trying to, like, put this video back up 800 times, mm-hmm. what are you holding on to? Uh, whiteness. You're holding her, on to the her- 20 comments that you have or the 200 views? She's holding on to whiteness. She's holding on to power that whiteness and white privilege and historically what what that has provided yeah. historically. And I think this is another great point. We don't have we don't have an accurate picture of American history. If we did, we would know about how white people have benefited just for being white in profound ways. Yeah. She's hanging on to the benefits that come with whiteness. You know, and her flexing, like, posting it is a, is a, 
Well, I'll say this. It translates to me. You're not going to tell me what I can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm white. I can do this. You're not going to. You don't. You don't control me. It's very capital storming. And it's very like anti-mask wearing vibe. It's this thing in their brain where they're like, I need to protect whiteness. And I also need to let you know that you can't tell me what to do. That's my analysis of everything, by the way. I don't have any facts to back any of this stuff up. But yeah, it's mine. but that's but you know what? People need to hear that at the perspective. Like you are completely objective to this. The story. Hello? Giant giant some more fuck shit. Estoy recording my podcast. Estoy haciendo mi podcast. Podcast. Okay. No, I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> Y'all both didn't know what each other was. <laughs> he goes, Hatch Kai? What? <laughs> um, I think I think it's it's good that, that you're saying this, though, because you're objective. You're not going to be, even though I'm doing my, I'm trying my darndest to not be careful in the way that I'm saying this story, you're not going to be careful because you're right. objective to it, right? This has nothing to do with, like, this is not your community. This is not going to affect you. Right. So right. it's important to hear how you see it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's what people need to understand and, and hear. Yeah, you're right. I hate it. I hate it because there's, there's also that feeling of like, damn it, these, these little, st- little thorns in me that, mm-hmm. that stay when, when these things happen is it's sad because it's like, how much time have we wasted? Not wasted, but how much time also of our life? Of, of our my my finite amount of energy in the last couple of days, thinking yeah. about like man, why 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 can't you just fucking listen to people, take down yeah. the fucking video? What do you gain from this? Yeah, and it's hard, and it's hard. I don't care who you are, um, I don't care what you're healing, you're healing. I'm you know like you're gonna be affected by this, whether you're mm-hmm. Megan Monaco or whatever. Like not like it, it's fucked up. It, it's the reason, you know, it'll make a motherfucker move to Africa. Dave yeah. Chappelle. <laughs> it's real. And you know what? And again, like this, this, if we're really looking at this specifically, this was not about me. And I was upset about it. Yeah. yeah because, because we, because if we're out here saying that we're going to fix things and we're out here saying we're anti-racist and we're out here saying we're out here putting, uh, you know, black images uh, on, on Instagram and on Blackout Tuesday or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like. You should be upset over shit like this. Yeah. 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 If you have black friends, you should be upset. Yeah. And if you don't have y'all? black friends, you should be upset. You should, because this should not be foreign to you. That should not yeah. be. That should. It's be just a matter foreign. of equity and, and inclusion. And if you put it on your LinkedIn, <laughs> if you put what on, if your you LinkedIn? put diversity and inclusion on your LinkedIn, like you're part of the <laughs> initiative at work. <laughs> oh no, that is what people are doing, aren't they? Yep. That's so crazy. When I started uh, did the DNI position at Huge, uh, I didn't even know that was a position. Like some friends of mine were doing it at Philly Theater, and I was like, "That's cool." And then another friend, Marina, she's in San Diego, Marina Mastros, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Cool." And then I started doing that at Huge, and then all of a sudden, the whole world was like, "Do you know you can get a degree?" Like a DeVry, or I don't know, one of these, mm-hmm. no Brown or whatever. It's a giant range. I just said DeVry or Brown, but. <laughs> 
You can get a degree in diversity and inclusion. Great. I just, wow. Yeah, LinkedIn. They really have, they really have gobbled it up. They made it about protecting the company and not the people. They really did that. Anyways, no surprises there. It's just, it's just, it's just more to, to illustrate the gigantic fire we're trying to put out. Yep. So what do you want to say to the people before we go? today yo people people nothing i got nothing to say to y'all all All right y'all did good